Okay, what I really want to talk about at the outset is the Anne of Green Gables Insta stories that you do <laughs> on Instagram because they are my favorite. First of all, you the look is down, you sound just like her, and I cannot tell you how many times I have watched them. So what is the inspiration? Is it the boredom and the open road? Like, how are we being blessed with this? <laughs> so... One day I posted a picture wearing a hat and I was like, oh, I look like a cowgirl. And someone messaged me and said, no, you don't. You look like Anne of Green Gables. And I was like, oh, of course I'm Anne. Like I've always considered myself to be Anne. So I just started kind of flowing in the Holy Ghost and turn on the camera. And that's how it all started. I was like sitting, I guess I was in the motorhome. And then it blew up, like everybody replied to it. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm getting some feedback here. I love it. And I love just, it's my personality. I love being in the camera anyways. So I just, I just, That's just how randomly when I'm feeling it, I'll just turn on the camera. And <laughs> yes, it's normally when when we don't have a lot going on and I'm avoiding laundry, <laughs> really, that's the secret. If there's laundry looming in the background, yes. it's, it's end time. <laughs> I think creativity is born in the space where laundry is being avoided personally. Of so. course. <laughs> I can't. Well, I'm going to start praying that you feel led of the spirit to do more of those because I just love them. Oh, okay. I, I feel it already. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> hi i'm melinda poitras and you're listening to he said she said the one with books and bros i am getting to talk about a book with the actual author of the book today so i'm so excited we have jamin hart here she wrote a book called still gonna praise you that i took with me to the polls to vote in this last election because I had been wanting to read it um, for a while. I'd actually seen it on your Instagram. And I have earlier in the podcast agreed with Preston Keller to only buy new books when I've read so many older, you know, older books that I had. And so I had been resisting and resisting. But then you and your husband came to our church. And so I had mm -hmm. to buy it because you were there. And I took it to the polls with me to stand out in the cold. Um, and this ended up being a great story because the only thing I accomplished that morning was reading your book because I didn't make it to the polls, like the door of the polls before I had to go to work. And I just fell in love with it. I think the moment that I fell in love with it was the sentence, the moments that we despise living through are the very moments we look back on now with the understanding that they define who we are and who we are not. And this is in the introduction, okay? So we'll start <laughs> page one. Um, so I'm so excited that you're on the podcast today. To Me too. And to tell us a little bit about yourself. So welcome to the podcast, Jamie Hart. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I've been so excited. So. Oh, yes. Why don't you begin telling us a little bit about yourself? My husband and I, we are full-time evangelists, mm -hmm. so... We literally live in an RV <laughs> all year long, and I love it so I love much. that you love it. It's evident that you do, and it makes me so happy. Oh, I do. I love every part of it. Mm -hmm. So, and we also record music. Okay. We just 
we just finished recording a brand new album in Nashville um, about two months ago. So that's coming out soon. So we travel full time. We do music. And yeah, I just, I love it. Good. I'm so glad. Why don't you tell us about the book? What inspired you to write it? And a little bit about the process and how it all came about. So when I was young, my mom always, we were homeschooled. Mm -hmm. All me and my sisters were homeschooled. You were too? Mm -hmm. And my mom would read to us all the time. And I fell in love with reading. I loved it. And of course, then Anne, she introduced me to Anne of Green Gables. And I would like so many times after school waiting for my mom to make dinner, I would go outside and I would just like grab my notebook and pen and I would just walk around and I would tell stories. I would write these like literally heart wrenching, heartbreaking, mm-hmm. awful stories. <laughs> I'd just be crying, walking. <laughs> I just would feel it so deeply. This mm-hmm. is why I'm Anne. Is literally I just exactly. be crying and just feeling it all. And then we look back now and read my little quote unquote manuscripts, and we crack mm-hmm. up. But then I got a little bit older. And God just, I realized I had so many healings and so many things. So this desire to write turned into, I really am going to write. I'm going to write a book, but I'm going to bring glory to God and share everything that he's done in my life. Because we read a book and I mean, they make every story changes us. Every story changes us. Right. But if it's about the goodness of God and what he's done and a testimony is so powerful because it keeps living on. So that's how it started. And I didn't start writing it until my husband and I got married and we had some free time in between revivals when we were parked places. And I just, I just started writing Mm -hmm. and writing and writing, deleting chapters, rewriting. (laughs) And then the process of editing, that's a whole process. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's beautifully, beautifully written. And I just, throughout all of it, just your godly perspective and your heart for the kingdom really, really shine through. And I just enjoyed it so much. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, but what is your favorite part of the book? Ooh. Um, the, my favorite part is probably like the middle part really it flows together but in my mind there's three parts the first few chapters are about healing the middle part is about when god just crushed me to smithereens before he built me back up but that part even though it's like the saddest part of the story that is my favorite part because that's that's what changed me and then it just mm-hmm brings me to my dreams yeah living my dreams but I would say the middle section of the book I'm not sure this is exactly what you were talking about but in uh the chapter no platforms just altars yes that um, is that that is is one of the chapters yes that's what I'm talking about yeah it is my favorite and I just loved you said before God would allow me this privilege of standing on so many public platforms I had to build private altars. 
The notability of the platform you stand on, however big or small, must never replace the necessity of the altar that you kneel at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. that is my, because that, that was, that's just, that was my heart, like even writing it. And then through the whole process of writing, it was so cool because there were so many times I would stop and I would, I would pray. And I thought I was writing this book for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And the whole process was just speaking to you, helping me all over again. Yeah. Yes. so I would say that chapter and then of course the traveler's guide to happiness is one of my favorites because it's just it's it makes me happy because I'm so happy (laughs) (laughs) I love I love that you're so happy and it really does shine through in you know every interaction that I've had with you every post you make it just brings me joy like you just seem like a joyful person and I appreciate it um, let's talk about your book has a Valentine's special, right? For Valentine's yes. Day. Yes. With chocolate right now. Please tell us about this. Yes. So I was wanting to kind of do, the color is pink. So yes. you got to do yes. something. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, and I love chocolate so much. I don't know if you've picked up on that from any mm-hmm. of my stories. So, um, I was like, what could I do? And we have these cute little matching notebooks. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do a promotion before Valentine's Day. If they order it, they'll get a free notebook, a free matching chocolate bar, and a note with the book. And it's the same price as just ordering a book So for Valentine's Day. So that's still available if you order it before Valentine's Day. Okay. And why would you not? It's the book. It's chocolate. Exactly. Guys, go right now. Order this. Tell us where it's available. It's available on three platforms. Our Mm -hmm. website, Mm jeremyandjaminhart.com. It's available at barnesandnoble.com. And it's available, of course, on Amazon. (laughs) Everything's on Amazon. Yes, everything is available on Amazon. And it's the best. Since we're talking about Valentine's Day, I feel like you should do some talking about your Valentine and um, that whole love story, whatever you feel like sharing with the people. And then I did ask that you make mention of my favorite story um, in the entire book, which is the meltdown in the, I believe it was the yarn aisle. It was the (laughs) yarn aisle fiasco. So... I went to Indiana Bible College for four years, mm-hmm. and my senior year was here, and I just felt like God was saying, no, 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 about everyone, and I was trying to just focus, and so senior year is here, and my best friend from IBC, she had met Jeremy the year before at general conference. And so one day I went in her room and she was doing her homework, listening to Jeremy's music. Mm-hmm. Now I'm from Minnesota and it was very like Southern gospel. <laughs> and I said, what is that? Cause mm-hmm. I had never heard mm-hmm. Southern gospel really. So we laugh about that now. So she's like, oh, he's a great guy. And she told me about him. Well, General Conference was just a couple weeks away. And long story short, 
we ended up being at the same table together, sitting across from each other because somebody stole his seat and he got there late. So he had to sit across from me. So my best friend was there and we were all talking and a couple months went by and one day she picked me up and from work and she said, Jamin, I just think you and Jeremy would be like, you guys are, you're right. I can just see it. And I don't know why I said it because I just met him that once. We hadn't talked at all. And I said, to be honest, he is everything I want mm. in a man. I, I just know it. I feel it. He is everything I want. And she's like, well, Jay, you know, but of course mm. I'm not going to do anything except pray. So this was, I went to my room that night and I had this ugly Bible college budget couch in my room mm. <laughs> that I'd always sit and do my devotions on and pray. And so I knelt down and I was praying and I was just like, Oh God, you, you see my heart. I just want somebody who will just pray with me, who will just kneel down next to me. You know, my heart. I just kept telling the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. my heart. <laughs> like, I just want someone who will pray with me and, and be next to me praying. And I am not trying to be over spiritual, mm-hmm. but I, as soon as I finished praying that, it was like, it's Jeremy Hart. Okay. That name, it's Jeremy Hart. I had never, I had never had that mm-hmm. clarity moment before. So I was like, okay, Lord. But mm-hmm. he hadn't, he hadn't messaged me like right. nothing. So I wasn't going to do anything. Well, that same time, Jeremy, he had been evangelizing. He was already evangelizing full time for six years. Mm-hmm. And he was at because of the times and he was praying and he had never dated. Mm-hmm. And he was praying and he felt the Lord lay on his heart. It's, it's Jamin and okay. you need to message her. This is, this is time. It's time for you. And so he said, okay. And he left because of the times and he sent me a Facebook message (laughs) and that's, that's how it all started. And he messaged me and from the first message, it was different. And we would just send these long, long messages back and forth talking about just music and everything. And it was, it was different because I knew it was, God told me it was okay. Right. And I knew I could fall in love and I could just keep falling because it was safe. It was safe right. to fall. Mm-hmm. So two months later, he came and he visited me at IVC. And then he asked me to be his girlfriend. And three and a half months later, he proposed to me. And then three months later, we got married <laughs> and hit the road. <laughs> but an incredibly cool moment mm-hmm. was... After we were married, it was one of the first evangelist quarters we were staying in. And I was kneeling. This It had a huge couch in this evangelist quarters. And I was kneeling and I was praying and I was just thanking God for everything, praying for the service the next day. And I looked over and he was at the other end of the couch, <sighs> kneeling and praying and seeking the face of God. And I looked over and I just had the coolest God moment because... Right. I had this flashback Mm -hmm. when I was bawling my eyes out in that ugly little couch at IBC, just telling God, I just want a man who will 
who will seek your face and pray, kneel down and pray with me. And, and I looked over and it was so cool. Those little, yeah. little moments, but the whole time it was so special because there was a, never a doubt in either of our minds. It's, mm-hmm. this is it. This is it. It's God's will. That is beautiful. Makes me so happy. So all that, I think it's time for your favorite story <laughs> now. <laughs> On that note. I have to clap about so, it. <laughs> so everything was just so perfect. And we've mm-hmm. been married for six months. Mm-hmm. And we were going into a week of leading worship at a camp. Like it was going to be tiring. So we were just kind of unwinding and I got on Facebook and I was scrolling through Facebook in the RV. And I saw this article that said how to tell if your spouse is falling out of love with you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there's no way like mm-hmm. Jeremy and I are perfect. Like mm-hmm. there's just no way. And I sh- knew I shouldn't click on that, but I clicked <laughs> And I'm reading, and the first few are like, ooh, yeah, he does this. This is good. He's not falling out of love. And then I got to the fourth one, and it says he doesn't love you anymore if he doesn't wait and hold your hand, like when you're out doing errands or everywhere you go. And I couldn't, I couldn't even remember if he did this. So I'm like, well, we're going to Walmart tomorrow. I am putting this to the test because I, I began to get a little worried. So I didn't say anything that night. Everything was great. So we're on the way to Walmart and he's like, okay, Jamin, we have half an hour till we get back to the campground. We have got to hurry in Walmart. And I was like, oh yeah, of course. So we get there. He opens my door, which was great. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting for him to take my hand and wait for me and walk hand in hand into Walmart with me. And he opens my door and he, he books it. Like Mm -hmm. I stand there, I stand there waiting for him and he's literally at the door saying, come on, we got to hurry. So right there, I'm like, it was fun while it lasted, but it's over. (laughs) And so I'm just like I finally just kind of walk and he's like come on we gotta hurry what are you doing so we're going through Walmart and I decide to just put it to the test a couple more times because he's just booking it so I am like lagging behind just to see if he'll wait for me because and hold my hand or something and he is just blowing through walmart and i'm just laying behind pretending to look at stuff i did not care about Mm -hmm. and i probably should mention i was very very tired Mm -hmm. (laughs) very tired so i'm just like you know lagging behind looking at stuff and he's like what he's like is something wrong with you you're just kind of quiet you're not talking you're moving so slow and i'm just like oh nothing but of course our marriage is falling apart. Yes. So I'm devastated. Yes. yes. And I just said, Oh, nothing. And this just kept going on all through Walmart. Did not wait for me. Never took my hand, just booking it through. Finally, we get to the yarn aisle and I just, I couldn't handle it anymore. Cause I just I thought it was over. And I blurted out, do you even love me anymore? <laughs> 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 and he said what 
And I said, do you even love me anymore? He said, why would you say that? And he got mad, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like in tears because he's <laughs> mad at me when I'm the Work. one who gets to be emotional and mad. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so he said, how, so then it all came out that I read that article and it said, if you didn't wait for me and walk right next to me, holding my hand that he didn't, he wasn't interested in me, didn't love me anymore. So we, we worked through it. We talked through it. And I finally promised him I would never read those articles (laughs) again. (laughs) Never again. It coincidentally, just by coincidence, I am doing a Bible lesson in class today and it was about Queen Esther. And I'm telling them how Raymond Woodward talks about when it's time for her to, you know, go petition for her people and to go before the king and she's fasting and praying and she's so concerned for her life. He talks about how she wasn't thinking like a queen. She was thinking like a servant because obviously she Mm. has just been like picked out of all these women. He has like crowned her queen. He's married her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like clearly when she walks in the room, he's not going to be like off with her head, you know? And we see that, you know, in the scripture, she walks in and he's like, oh, yes, anything you want, darling, you can have it. But it's just so interesting to me, even with, you know, all of that, like the perfection of this love story and like the confirmation from the Lord, you know, at the end of the day, security still has to be in the right place or you're like, exactly, the exactly. And that is what, that is what is amazing to me is it doesn't matter who you are, mm-hmm. what what story you have. I mean, like it couldn't even be more clear that God <laughs> made Jeremy and I for right. each other. And yet I'm having this moment where I'm doubting this wonderful man who's never given me a reason to <laughs> doubt his love because of, yeah, I guess what I was. <laughs> and that's why we, especially as every woman, no matter who you are, right. it's so easy to seek security and fulfillment and salvation almost you want them just to fix it everything and your husband and I don't care how perfect and how godly they are that's not their role that's not what God how God designed it so it literally cannot be fulfilled Mm -hmm. so you have to every day find that security in Jesus every single day and it Whenever that's off, it comes through in, in your marriage. Is there anything else that you'd like to say or share or leave with us before we say goodbye today? Um, I hardly want to jump into talking about the book because I I could talk about that for like, (laughs) for too long, but a summary of the book, there's three parts of the book. And the first few chapters are about God's, he's just done so many healings in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I was born, the doctor said, if I lived, I wouldn't be able to walk. That was just right. one miracle. Um, another miracle was when I was 15, I started having extreme jaw pain. Mm-hmm. So I went to the doctor and I got x-rays we thought it was just my wisdom teeth and the doctor came back in and he said you have extreme TMJ 
you have no cartilage in one side of your jaw and there's hardly any in the other side. And he, he just launched into this like life changing plan. Like if you, if you're a singer, you can't sing anymore. Uh, like we're just trying to maintain it at this point. Cause there's nothing we can do. And so at a very young age, I had felt called to sing and share. Mm-hmm. So I just laughed. I just laughed. And he's like, no. So this launched into eight months of more doctors and therapy and all this just for my jaw. And it got so bad. And it was so hard because I knew God had promised me, right. Put in my heart to sing for Jesus, to sing for Jesus. So all this is happening and it got worse before it got better, even with Mm. therapy and doctors. And every day was just painful for eight months. And we were having a revival service when I was 16 at my home church and Sunday night I led worship. And while I was leading worship, a girl from high school came to the altar and in the middle of song service, leading worship from the piano, Prince of God was so beautiful, so strong. And she was filled with the Holy ghost. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I'm just overwhelmed with what God just did. And it dawned on me. I have absolutely no pain. Normally I would just be aching with pain. I couldn't, couldn't hardly open my mouth. And the next day, same thing perfectly healed we went to that same doctor all the measurements everything it is completely and totally healed and that was that was everything to me because that was that was singing they said you will not be able to sing again or if I did that was my praise as well and it was so painful and I talk about that a little bit in part of the book is just because it's painful. That doesn't mean you stop praising. Right. That just right. gives context to your praise and makes way for a testimony. So that's just one of the healings and the first part. And there was a time in the second part, I really go into it where the Lord asked me very clearly if I was never on a platform again, would I still serve right. him? Mm-hmm. And I said, of course, but I wanted to prove it to him. So I said, okay, God, for six months, I'm not going to be on a platform. And I took a semester off of IBC and it was the worst six months into a year of my life where he literally crushed me. Uh, I, I had depression, anxiety attacks, loneliness. I never saw coming. And that is where I learned, okay, God, I'm I'm just building altars and getting closer to you. All that to bring me to where I am now. And I never dreamed that every week I'm on at a new church with my husband, just couldn't be happier. So that's it in very, very much of a nutshell. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Absolutely. Appreciate it so much. Let's hold on to God's promises, knowing it is he who heals, praising through the pain as he makes us whole. Let's rest and reside in Jesus, knowing it's he who keeps us safe and secure. And let's all be better together. You've been listening to He Said, She Said, where whether we actually got around to discussing any books or chatting with any bros or not, we are, now and always, so glad you stopped by to listen. 
We hope your time here cemented the truth found in the best book ever written and deepened your relationship with a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for making space. We'll catch you next week. Same time, same place.